What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We're going to have a fun one tonight. It's going to be different than the rest. Because right now the world is on fire if you are in the mainstream matrix. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but terrorism is back. Uh, the FBI director, Christopher Ray announced it today that we have to be alert now. And hopefully they bring back that cool uh, color coding system so we know what status we're supposed to be in. And this is all while our borders being flooded with unchecked people. Uh, it's a beautiful time. You got Janet Yellen out there saying, yeah, not only can we fund Ukraine, but we can fund Israel too. So we got enough money for two wars. Sound familiar? Uh, we got, then you have the US saying they might institute the draft. For women, beautiful thing. I mean, this is just who else do you want on the front line other than than women? You got the <laughs> WEF saying they're going to accelerate their plans for Agenda 2030. And on top of all this, right, we couldn't get our president to go to Maui or Palestine, Ohio, but he's going to Israel next week amazing how this works when there's money involved so and all the while we have no house speaker and there's no answers from maui so with all that said rye what do you got going on in these fun and exciting times man we talked about a lot of this stuff on cunt on the new show and Did you? um 
yeah, dude, it was uh, a lot of people sending some really good stuff about the border. Uh, a lot of a lot of fighting age males is how they describe it. Yeah. Coming in from the border. There's not many women or children. Um, so you'll be getting some, you know, clips that that, uh, you know, a lot of folks sent us that, you know, just great stuff, man. It's 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 interesting that when you have a group of people that are all looking into the same kinds of things and they all share the resources, you can really come up with some interesting clips and you can share some stuff like that. So I was oh, yeah. surprised at some of the stuff that people have sent, man. And it's just it's like, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily found that by myself. No, so it's wild, dude, and, and I got to say that to be honest, and I know some of the people that do listen that follow me on Instagram and send shit. There's people, and they're like, "Man, I, I hope I'm not bothering you with all the stuff I send." I'm like, "No, you're not bothering me. It's just don't expect me to respond if you send me 12 stories to respond right, right. to each one, right?" And I, but I love it, man. This is it's such a cool time to be alive because of that. You know, there's right. so many eyes out there looking at so many different things and when and i find it it's kind of like a a wave and every now and then the points on the wave meet and everybody's looking at the same thing and and it's like it's like this cohesive thing where you're just absorbing the information so i don't know man and i feel like it comes to you too at certain times like i know i mean the stuff we research is a lot different but then when we come you know i know you do cunt ghost and and we do this this is kind of the same idea. It's more of just the open format, current events, politics, whatever, right. you know, but the, the information sharing is awesome. And yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta share this before we get kick off here. Somebody sent me this and I can't remember who it was. And I apologize. And they told us we should have it on the debater show. So we're going to put it on here. This is so, um, Klaus Schwab's latest uh, hit. Have you heard it? I mean, I, I I love Klaus Schwab. You All know right. what I mean? He's such a Dude, good guy. He's he getting just in the cares game. He's this. getting in the music industry. Okay. Check this Let's out. You heard Klausy McSchwab's first two records. Back, scene, spec, all right. You know nothing and be happy. But this one is going to make your modified <laughs> mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwab's Volume 15. A new world order in music. One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Let's talk about Rex, baby. Let's talk about Dr. Fauci. Let's talk about all the weird and counter side effects, maybe. Let's talk about Rex. Let's talk about Rex a little, little, little. Come and take the seventh shot, the seventh shot. It's a little luck you get. My, 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 oh! My, 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 myocarditis. You won't have to be rich. CBDC, you'll have all you need, the central currency, we just take your extra wealth and your cash, and you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step, have more until the curfew activates, and robot cops stand at your door. 
Just a small town boy thinking <laughs> genetically modified soy. This ensures he doesn't co-create. Please stop the breeding. Stop the breeding. We are almost nine billion people. Please stop believing right now. Feeding starts to Pfizer. We just made you take it, even if you hate it. Greatest Schwab's, Volume 15. Now available on Spotify and MRN Apple Music. <laughs> Dude, it's it's just brilliant, man. I mean, the, yeah, the, someone's got a lot of time to be able to make all those hits, dude. Oh, that's it's yeah, that's outrageous. But when you when you find shit like that, that and that's why I love this stuff. It's hilarious, man. And you need more of that because there's so many people right now in that, you know, fear porn, impending doom, everything's you know, war, bombs, death. It's like, guys, come on, let's stop, stop with the fucking theatrics here. Yeah, and I've been noticing, you know, a lot of the doom and gloom comes from the right, and a lot of the delusion kind of comes from the left, I think. Like, a lot of the, like, no, everything's perfect. I, I don't think everything's perfect, but I don't think that we need to be, like, scared, right? Um, It's hilarious. You touched on a lot in the beginning that I wanted to, I didn't want to interrupt you, though, but, like, there was just so many different things. The Janet Yellen saying that we could, you know, hop into Israel I thought they're, you know, not stereotyping, but I thought they were supposed to be like good with money over there in Israel, right? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Well, and so, we give them three point eight billion a year for defense. So, dude, it's nuts. Um, it, it's tough to sit here and just not acknowledge all the craziness, but at the same time, like, you got to have the humor in there, dude. Like, it, there's so many people quitting podcasting or cutting back. Um, you know, kind of scaling down because the craziness of 2020. And I guarantee you, dude, if Trump got reelected, a lot more people would get back into podcasting again, really hot and heavy. I'm kind of cutting back myself a little bit. So I'm not trying to say everyone else is doing it and I'm not. But we were kind of like just inundated with this stuff constantly. It was overload and it was like a cool like drug or something for a little while for a lot of people. It was something exciting, something new. And now we're just sitting here and we're like, dude. We're not really going to make a difference. I know that, you know, Ryan Alexander comes on here all the time. He says that we do make a difference. I think that that's noble to think that, but I also think it's a little ignorant. You know what I mean? I said so much to him. I don't think that he's a stupid dude, a very intelligent guy, but I think it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, your show with five to 10 to maybe even 20,000 listeners is really going to change much because it's an echo chamber, dude. Everyone is just sharing the same information. No one, dude, people hated Brandon. Because he would just come up with something like different than what they thought and stuff that they didn't hear. Now, yeah, I thought I think it's crazy too, but you have to have that dialogue. You have to have the back and forth so that you can actually come up with something. Well, and, and, and address the problem. Yeah, exactly, and that's the issue we have today. One, people can't communicate. Right, you can't have a conversation if you're not on the same team. Right, and and that that whole team mentality and that divide and conquer that they've been pushing for centuries decades whatever hard recently you're noticing it now even more and and that has helped lead to this where we can't have discussions anymore because it's we've we've gotten away from logic and went more to emotion and when you try to have a discussion 
and emotion gets involved, it, fact doesn't matter at that point. Truth right. doesn't matter. You're, it doesn't matter what you say. That emotion is going to overload whatever ideas or conversation you may have. Well, that's why they show all these dead children and these dead women and stuff when they're trying to push a narrative, right? Exactly. And that's what I was going to hit on in the in the opening, but I kind of wanted to stay away from it. But like that, the whole psyop with with the dead babies, beheaded babies, right? Yeah. And one of the interesting things I found about that was that with the the number 40 or whatever it was and its significance in um the Bible, like it talks about how it's for periods of like oh, right. testing and, and purification and transformation and and the, just the significance of the number 40 and, and, and to throw in, like you said, these, everything's emotional, right? It's, it's the women and children. And then that's the big argument now. Like, is a, is a Jewish baby worth more than a Palestinian baby? You know, that's what you hear <laughs> all the talk out there. And it's like, you know, it's okay to bomb Palestinian civilians, their collateral damage. But if it happens somewhere else, like, you know, America, England, one of the powers, Israel, it's a war crime, you know, and it's it's just this double standard and the whole idea of it that we're going to get out of this, you know, with these people in power making the right decision. No, no, it's it's going to be it's got to be again, it's got to come down to that rejection of the old ways. Right. It, it's not OK for, you know, we have to really push back that it's not OK for Israel just to indiscriminately bomb Palestine. Sure. You know, or Gaza, I should say, you know, it's not OK for Hamas to go in and kill innocent civilians. You know, I mean, it's just it's not it's so. And But you have to take a team aside now. Pick a team. Right. It's like the old Bush thing. You're either with us or you're with the terrorists. Right. right? That's not how this works. Like, I can agree with you on this, but we can disagree on this and still come to some sort of middle ground here. But not anymore. It's it's you're either with us or you're against us. And that that mentality is dangerous. Well, they need that. They need the you know, everything's black and white. There's no gray area. Um, I actually I'm looking right now at some uh, some 40 in the Bible just because and, and to be clear, where was this 40 thing coming from? Was there 40 dead babies, 40 beheaded babies? That's what, okay. you know, uh, even like Biden talked about how he saw pictures of beheaded babies and the White House had to walk that back because there's been no verification of that. Right. It's Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be like the same thing as the babies and in incubators thing, right? They, that's what I was going to say. It's a replay of the, the Kuwait thing that's how right. that's how they stirred at the emotions back then right all oh, the iraqis were going in and killing incubator babies you know like come on guys but here's the problem our programming is so good that there's a large number of people that believe it or a loud number of people that believe it oh yeah man after uh you know i'll show you this i'll actually share a clip that we played on the new show where Dude, you can hear the, how these Israelis talk about the Palestinians, man. Oh, it's disgusting, dude. It's bad. It's, it's um, disgusting. But yeah, here's some 40 stuff in the Bible. 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, 40 days of fasting, 40 days of rain during the flood, 40 days of embalming, uh, 40 years the king reigned, and 40 days of temptation. This one looked a little deeper here. Um, kind of small for me to see. But yeah, 40 days after Jesus had suffered and died. Um I have led you 40 years in the wilderness and the Lord had not given you 
hard to perceive. I mean, you, you see it over and over again, 40 days and nights. Yeah. Uh, the mana for 40 years. Mem, I guess, equals 40. And uh, the fountain of Masonic Kabbalah wisdom is Mem, I guess. So, yeah, man, you see it over and over again. 40 is a, is a huge thing in the Bible. And I'd actually heard that I just can't, you know, rattle off examples because I'm not a big Bible reader. Um, but yeah, you get seven a lot too. You get six, obviously. Yep. Uh, yeah. 40s, 40s just as big as some of those. But, and that's the thing. And it, and like, if it's a fake story, why 40? Right. It, again, it's this energy behind these things that there, there's more to it than just a surface level story that you're seeing. It's a, it's an energy harvest. It's, you know, some call it that loosh where they're trying right. to pull your energy in a certain direction. And that's how they do it. They go at the heartstrings and, you know, you feel, you know, I feel like an asshole at, at times because I'm like, no, it's, you know, you have to sit back and wait that right. first, how many times when you, you, one of these things breaks out the crazy stories that come out the first day, and then you have to sit back and about two or three days later, you're like 90% of those were bullshit. And, and that's, but, but those, that first two to three days is where all the energy's harvested, right? And that's where all the people get worked up about it. And a lot of that is bullshit. And we saw that when we saw Ben Shapiro sh uh, sharing a <laughs> AI generated image of a burnt baby. Like what is, what have we come to that? This is yeah. what we're, we're doing now. Like, I don't he's know. He's a Zionist, you know, he's no, going to be on the side of, uh, of, um, and that's the thing, man, you know, this, I think, goes without saying in this whole, you know, listening world, like the people that listen to shows like yours and mine, like, you know, no one is against the public in any one of these countries, man. I'm sure that there's some cool and some nice Palestinians, quote unquote, Palestinians, kind of hard to define that, I guess, right now. Um, I'm sure that there's some cool and some nice Jews in Israel as well. And there's probably some assholes on both sides, right? Putting that all that aside, it's the government of both sides or the leadership. Hamas is obviously not someone that I would support. Although looking into what the Taliban was doing, um, they were very, very anti-pedophilia. The pet the the uh Taliban was, and the US military was going in and helping um some some pedophiles, you know, do what pedophiles do from things that I studied, like in things that I researched a while ago, and the Taliban was essentially kind of almost created to fight that. And then we get in there and, and just, you know, we're told certain things. And then we fight on behalf of these pedophiles there. And it doesn't sound like crazy out of the ordinary, something that you just could not believe. It seems plausible at the very least. So, oh, absolutely. Who knows who the good guy is, but the government's both suck. Oh, that's that's an understatement of the year right there, my friend. I know, but I'm trying to be more uh, professional with words that I use. <laughs> I have this clip. This is the one that I was talking about. And you can just see how the propaganda is not just exclusive here to the U.S. It goes without saying again. But check out how these Israelis talk about the Palestinians, man. It's wild. Can you hear it or no? No. No. I know what the problem is. I do this every time. First time I share. I don't share my... That's what I always do, dude. It's my thing. Here we go. Israelis have to take over. And uh, they have to kick them, uh, kick them away. It will be much better not to, not to kill them. Just to, to go back to, to Arab countries. 
but it's really rightfully ours if you look at the history and at, like the wars and we didn't even start a lot of the wars and it, we we conquered these places rightfully like it's ours a thousand four hundred years later we come back now i'm not saying that we can blame the people living here for what happened but you gotta accept that that's some kind of divine justice that their great 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 grandfathers kicked my great 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 grandfather out of here and then we come back and all of a sudden they're like well no we don't want it. it's not fair i think that the jews came here they took it they took this land and this is our land now and i don't think there should be no arabs like arabs they want we gave them gaza so they should go live here quietly if they want they should go back to iraq i don't know to wherever they want i think that we need to so this lady's speaking a foreign language here but saying kick out the arabs is what they want to do i don't think there's any answer to it there's only one way to, like i would carpet bomb them you would that, them? It's the only it's the only way you could deal with it. Like or or try to stop them a different way. It it never worked. I think that uh, we miserable the the Arabs uh, make a big whim and uh, we need to kill the uh, Arabs. <laughs> They're laughing about talking kill the Arabs. Should have rights to hate them. I think we have the right to hate them. I don't, I don't see a reason why not. I, I wouldn't trust any of them. Yeah, so then he starts speaking you know, different language and stuff. But you get the idea, man. It's uh, it's a lot of hate. And again, it's not for the leadership. These people are so brainwashed, at least the ones that they filmed. Maybe they said they, you know, cherry picked specifically negative Jews. Right. Um, But those people are very brainwashed and they can't distinguish Hamas versus the average everyday like Palestinian. No, and and most can't. And that's the problem with this. And that's what, you know, when your government is coming out and saying uh, they're fighting human animals. And right here, he says, we are fighting human animals and we are acting accordingly. They're talking about Palestinians. Like, that's just disgusting. I mean, they don't see these and, and they don't see, I hate to break it to you. They don't see us as equal to them either. Right. You know, well, they call we, are goyim, people. we are less than, and that's, that's one of the pro and I, I've talked about it with other people before. It's like, you know, Ron and I are, are planning on doing a show eventually on some of this stuff, because it's like, how many times or how many times does a certain group have to be expelled from a country before they stop pointing the finger at everybody else and look at themselves and what were they doing and what are they doing? Well, yeah. And that's the thing. And that sounds like a, it sounds like an insensitive thing to say to some idiots out there when you say over and over again, like, let's say, you know, let's let's break it down to a single person over like, you know, a single generation. One person lives in a house and they get kicked out because they're being an asshole. They go and try and live somewhere else. They get kicked out of that house because they're being an asshole over and over again. At what point is the asshole an asshole? Or are we just going to take pity on them? Because they got beat up or something. And, and this is obviously the Holocaust, right? The, the Holocaust seems to be a tool. I'm not denying it happened, okay? But I'm not saying 100% sure that it happened the way that we heard about it. And that's just me saying that. But when you have something like 6 million Jews being killed and just persecuted in Egypt and all these things, I mean, they've been persecuted since the dawn of time, it seems like. So they have this in their back pocket. They can sit there and say, hey, you can't hate us. I never fail to mention there's a separate term for being anti-Jewish. 
anti-Semitic. That's the only type of racism that is specific, right? Anti-Semitic. If you hated a, a Chinese group of people, you're racist. If you hate black people, you're racist. If you hate Jewish people, you're anti-Semitic. It's special. It's a special type of dirtbag that hates Jewish people. No one should hate any fucking group of people. But what you're saying right there, man, is super legit. Like, it's what are these guys doing at the highest levels of society? You know, they're infiltrating a lot of pop culture. They're they're kind of molding the fabric of society. It's dangerous. I don't know, man. At a certain point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And is it Ron from New England that yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, man, I agree with. Let's just ask the questions. We don't we're not sitting here and saying, hey, man, let's go and, you know, do a Holocaust 2.0 because someone could take these clips and say that these are two neo-Nazis doing a freaking show. Right. Oh, just saying, you know, it's it's weird. It's weird that this continues to happen. And they they sit there and call themselves the people of God and and the chosen ones while also being very polite to your face. It's weird. This is all me saying. Here's the thing on my end. Last week, YouTube took down my origins of uh the six million number episode and gave me a strike for it now it had been up there since march of 2022 and it's on every other platform i've never had any issue with it there's nothing in it that's you know and i say it in the beginning this is nothing against i am just reporting what i have found and when i found hundreds of instances of the number six million coming up prior to world war ii it's like, okay, well, then what was World War II? If if six million supposedly happened all these times before, there's just not enough. The numbers don't add up right. and there's not enough people. Now, am I saying that n- nothing happened in Germany? No, I'm saying, again, it was another use of the six million number that we had seen repeated historically. I mean, we're talking going back to the 1800s when we're we're seeing this number in the newspaper over and over again and these threats of of six million jews being um whether it's either uh exiled or executed you know you the, the stories varied on what was the threat to these this six million number right. and it's one of those where it's like well why the censorship too that's my other thing they're protected like everything about that is protected there's laws against speech against like you can't talk bad against israel and and here yeah fuck that i can say whatever i want so can you you know what i mean no it's it's a law though i forgot it was one of the things that trump got through yeah of course well he's very zionist right and that's the thing that people need to realize is like he he did some really harmful things with guns, the, you know, the bump stock thing and all this stuff. So that dude's not your friend either. But there was a point that I that I wanted to make. I forget what it was, man. But yeah, dude, it is. It's it's a strange. Oh, Corey Hughes. I don't know if you're familiar with Corey yep. Hughes. Oh, yeah. He has some really interesting takes on what the Holocaust was. And he he essentially says, like, they wanted to keep the Jews out of their population. Right. But they were doing it a lot nicer than what we're told. And that it, it sounds like this isn't conversations that I would have with, like, you know, if I was trying to impress someone, you know yeah, what I mean? Right? I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> leave with this. This is dangerous stuff to talk about. It's 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 shady. And people automatically think that you hate a group because you're talking to you're, you're entertaining the possibility. But what if all these pictures were not Jews stuck in a camp? What if they're taken from somewhere else and then just photographs taken of these confused people? that are malnourished, right? 
um, there, there's been genocides throughout history. You can snap a photo of some, let's say, Ukrainians and just say that they're from whatever country, right? Um, it's it's interesting to think that maybe they were just trying to keep them away from the rest of their population for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's something that I need to do more research on, clearly. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on and why this continues to happen every few generations, it seems like. Yep. I mean, you look after World War II, you had the Holodomor with Stalin, right. where he, he starved out millions of Ukrainians. And that was worse. And, and we don't hear does, about that. And it gets very little publicity. You get little to no publicity on the Armenian genocide. You know, there's it's so funny how there's like selected things throughout history. You know, I mean, we went through quite a genocide here on the place that we live ourselves. And it's kind of overlooked and said, ah, you know, well, we moved them. We relocated them. No, you didn't. You slaughtered them. You took their land and you slowly cornered them into a point where they submit. And if they didn't submit, you'd terrorize them. And and that's kind of the situation we're in over there right now. And it's it sucks because it's yeah. it's so one-sided and you can't have a good discussion on it with people because it's again it's emotion it, their their argument is mainly based on emotion they have little to no historical knowledge of the that area the conflict the people and they just they make these vast generalizations you know like all palestinians are terrorists and you know or the bad guys and the jews are the good guys and it's like no we don't we don't have to do this like both sides have points where they're right and both have where they're very wrong and we have to admit that and that's not something people want to do but i don't know did you hear about you know we're talking about uh because we we meant i think it was last week where we talked about the native american genocide a little bit too right yep and obviously dude yeah that's a sad situation but obviously we wouldn't really have this country and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all that stuff that went on i believe maybe maybe that's not 100 percent true so you know you got to fight for what you what you like if you like your land if you believe in your rights you have to fight for it like someone could come and take this shit from us very easily and if we just believe their bullshit kind of like we are right now the same thing can happen to all of us white black red yellow whatever the same thing can happen to us we play this on cunt too this is great did you um yeah, dude, um, you have to fight for what you believe in, dude. That, that's that was my point of that. And there's this crazy situation supposedly going on in Oklahoma with the Native American tribes there where they're entertaining the idea of giving all the reservation land back to Native Americans. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that they should just get that shit back. You know what I mean? Like, give them a part of it. You can't. What are you supposed to do with people that had nothing to do with the genocide? Even their ancestors didn't have anything to do with it. And you're just going to kick these people out now. And now you're creating a second. You're just you're just moving the kicking the can down the road at that point. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, that the whole Tulsa. I did the whole Black Wall Street thing, too, where, I mean, <laughs> they did the same thing to the black people that they did to the natives in in Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's a tough one because it's I agree with you, but I also dis. I think that. You know, a lot of this shit should be relinquished, especially some of the tribal lands, you know, give them back, give it back to them, get off of it, 
Let them do it. Don't poison it. Cause that's what they'll do a lot of times too, is they'll poison it. Then they'll give it back. Oh yeah. You know, and shit like that. But I don't know. This guy is a fucking legend though, by the way, because the insanity, I don't know if, you know, just to fill people in that haven't heard, they were considering opening the draft, the military draft to women. So this guy has his two cents and i love it let me get this right you want to pass a law to draft my daughter to send to another one of your foreign fucking wars for something you created so your arms manufacturers can make more money for your banker friends did i get that fucking solid right or not now wrong elephant breath my daughter will not be joining the military any way shape or form unless it's to fight this fucking war that this government has started against its people see how simple that is the very fact that you don't understand the societal fucking rules about women and children let me school you a little bit now the fact of the matter is you can't make your fucking recruitment numbers because your recruiters told so many lies like oh yes you get the condo on the beach when you join up oh you get to start here but we're going to switch you to what you really want later and the biggest boner up the ass the va will take care of you if you got hurt hey the reason you can't meet the recruitment goals is because these young men have already voted with their fucking feet they're not going to fucking fight and the fact that you think you're going to get the women to fight let me put it to you this way it was one thing when you oppressed us with unbelievable fucking taxes one thing because we were living in nice homes and still eating pretty good it's another thing when you spied on us to the degree that you did and made us realize that we don't have any freedom it's another thing when you not only wrecked the fucking economy but you fucking did it in such a way where you spent so much fucking money that went to special interest groups that the people never had a chance to benefit from it and now when you have people that are homeless eating canned goods out of the back of their fucking car, you know what? They may do that for themselves, but they're not. their kids are not going to go through that. Motherfucker, you're going to find out what people will do for their fucking children. You protect women and children because it's a societal norm. It has nothing to do with being sexist or unequal in any way. The fact is... You should always protect people that are weak of themselves and always stand up for the right fucking thing. And the right fucking thing here is, if my daughter is going to be in a war, she's not going to have to go to a fucking foreign country to fight it. Fuck your taxes. Fuck your withholding. Fuck your FEMA. Fuck your IRS. Fuck you. Fuck your corrupt Congress. Fuck your corrupt presidents. Fuck your entire election process. You know, I could go on forever, but let's face it, the world's not going to live that long before a fucking meteor solves a problem for us. So, fuck you. And if anybody doesn't like what I'm saying, you know what you can do. If you do like what I'm saying, give me a hell yeah in the comments, because our women aren't going to fight a fucking war for some corrupt fucking government. Dude, yeah, he, he nailed it. it. Nailed it, you know? And that's that gets back to this whole, what we were just talking about, too, about protecting the women and children, right? And that's, uh, that you know, that's... And when you have children, it, it just, it's a game changer, right? That becomes your whole, fo- I was talking with a guy at the gym yesterday. I hadn't seen him in a couple weeks because his wife had given birth. And I'm like, he's like, dude, it's, it, you're right. It, it just, it, it totally changed as soon as she came out. And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, once you have your own child, everything, the way you look at things should change. I mean, for some people it doesn't, and you know, they're shitty parents. It is what it is, but your focus goes from you know, this kind of carefree doing whatever to, I have to do everything I can to protect this little being and, and, and the woman that created it. And it's, it's, it's a, it's crazy because right now we don't even know what a fucking woman is. So, 
Yeah. How do you know who to protect? That's that's what the the upside down of all this is. But I mean, he nailed it. I, I don't I don't know what else to say other than spot on and bravo, sir. Yeah, dude, the dude's, uh, you know, speaking truth. And um, hopefully we don't end up finding out these like fucking, you know, pro, you know, Biden or something. You know what I mean? Like uh, some kind of controlled opposition type dude. But I know that right away with him saying a comet will destroy us a lot of he lost the flat earth people right there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he kind of lost me on that, too. I'm not a big comet guy. I don't know. I feel <laughs> I feel like and I've done some research into it, like looking at, you know, comets possibly just being volcanic eruptions. Right, know, right. That that goes sky skyward. So who knows? But yeah, dude, like uh I think that this is probably why the the gender lines are being blurred is because this has been a plan. It's been a plan to get women involved in the army. Um, a lot of women that are confused. Um, and I'll just say it fatherless, you know, fatherless women, man, like when the dad's not present in a boy or a, a girl's life, it makes a big difference. I mean, you see the in the in the era of only fans, a lot of these girls don't have a good relationship with their father, man. A lot of them don't Now Some do. And, and, and I'm not talking shit on everyone that does only fans because it's a valid business in this weird world that we're in. I don't subscribe to a single only fans like yeah, I never would. But I understand why people are pushed to do that. But I think that nearly every girl that has one doesn't have a good relationship with their father. They might lie. Um, but I think that that's something that that's kind of realistic. Sorry if I offend anyone out there, but I just think that that's the truth. Yeah, but you're spot on with the father thing because I, you know, I coach my son's little league teams. And this fall, he's got two kids who have, you know, they're very timid shy a lot of self-confidence issues a lot of learning issues i guess you could say and neither one of them has like a solid male role figure in their life and it's one of those where i you know i'm not saying it's a complete correlation but there's definitely something linked to that that without that solid father figure in your life i think it's just makes that uphill battle even steeper to climb. Well, think about if you had, you know, two moms or you had two dads, right? There's rare circumstances where those dudes come out normal. Um, there's a, there was a guy that I knew when I worked at this breakfast restaurant a while ago and his moms were, were lesbians. He had two moms. I guess his dad was never around. He was kind of a piece of shit. And he was a really normal dude. He, he uh, was a strength and conditioning coach for the University of Arizona here for the football team. Fun, outgoing guy. But I noticed that he would like hit on my girlfriend at the time. He would hit on everyone's girlfriend at the time right in front of the dude, like right in front of them. And I told him one time, I was like, dude, you got to fucking chill out with the shit that you're saying here because it's weird. And I think that was his thing, because that's a home wrecking type thing. If you do yep. that when you when you're dealing with married men and women, that's a toxic trait. So on the surface, this dude seemed very stand up, very like like this is a dude's dude, you know, like a cool guy, someone I'd like to hang out with. And we hung out multiple times. That's how I found out he was hitting on my girlfriend. And uh, yeah, dude, I mean, not to say that I'm perfect because I have a mom and dad that, you know, stuck it out and they're still together to this day. But I feel even though I do have my shortcomings, I feel like it gives a kid a big head start. Even if the the parents are separated and the dad is in the kid's life and the mom is in the kid's life, 
dude, it does so much for me. And I don't have a kid. Everyone knows that. But it's, it doesn't take a parent to know that. Like, if you just observe it, you, you say it all the time. You just need to be there for your kids, man. A lot of people can't even fucking do that. And that's why we have, you know, it's by design, but that's why we have such a weird society right now. These kids are freaking weird, man. Like these kids are weird and they're into weird shit. The phones have a lot to do with that. The, the, the social structure has a lot to do with that. The schools, all that. But I mean, I feel bad for kids these days and I feel bad for parents too, man. It's tough. Yeah. And a lot of this madness goes back to that whole Marxist socialist agenda that, you know, Yuri talked about in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It's them pushing this to this obscure level and that's where we've gotten to man it's so it's so weird how and and i know you have your uh questions about yuri but i mean yeah the, the dude was spot on like I, I don't care whether he was you know a fed or whatever his deal was what he said hit the hit the nail on the fucking sure. head and it's been you know almost a, a playbook down to the t of of what has transpired over the last 35 40 years yeah the reason i i'm skeptical of him is because of the whole i believe and they have to tell us what they're doing and man i mean you said it yourself he told us what was going on you know what i mean so that's why i'm skeptical i'm skeptical of everybody man you know what i mean like i i trust you we haven't met face to face i don't trust you like if i had a kid i wouldn't let you watch her or him yeah you know what i mean (laughs) but i i trust you you know what i mean I don't trust someone that I haven't had a conversation with, even if it was like when I was when I was voting for Trump, dude, I, I didn't trust him, but I thought that he was, you know, better than Hillary or, you know, Biden, clearly. Um, But yeah, man, like I'm skeptical of everybody, dude, everybody, every single person I speak to I, I in the back of my head, I have that little like the reptile brain in me is like always. Well- I think that's healthy because the opposite of that is what we've been indoctrinated to believe, which is trust authority, right? right? Believe wholeheartedly in people in quote unquote power positions, you know, which mean, or trust the experts, right? Right. I mean, all that shit, it's all, it's all nonsense because when it boils down to it, if you don't question it and it can't be questioned, then there's something wrong with it. Right. And that's, you know, we've seen that firsthand over the last, three, four years, but you're absolutely right. I mean, is there any politician that you're voting for that you really trust? No, it's you're well, some people. Oh, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, no, I'm saying you or I know, but most right. people, yes, they believe in that person. They believe in the campaign speeches and all that stuff. And, and they fail to look at the historical patterns of these people that when they get in, rarely do they ever fall through on what they campaigned on. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you know, it's funny, you know, someone might hear this and think that we've like hung out multiple times. And if I had a kid, I wouldn't (laughs) let you watch them. Right. You wouldn't let me watch your kid either. You know what I mean? Like we we've never actually fucking hung out. We talk all the time on here. We talk on Instagram. We talk, but dude, you're across the country. I am going to be, in philly are you uh in, in uh, how far is philly from where it's you're probably at? like four four and a half hours something like that ah shit i was gonna say it'd be kind of cool to hang out but um yeah dude i'm gonna i'm gonna be there in december for like a couple days but oh, nice. i thought i i'm always told that that the northeast is like so like condensed compared to the west which i know is true but 
it seems like it'd be like you know two hours away or something but definitely yeah, no it's it's crazy because you would think that too but even from like connecticut it looks like a small little state on the map you drive from once east to west or west to east it's a long ass drive. You go up the coast up 95. Fuck, man. It, there's nothing that I think is easy and quick up here. Uh, everything is interstate related, you know, and it's it's the cities are pretty equal apart, you know, like uh, Boston and New York and then New York and D.C. and things like that. I mean, they're basically two to three hours apart. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's funny because we. I feel like when you say things like like you don't a hundred percent trust someone because you haven't hung out. You I don't know how many people do you fully trust? Like how many people do you one thousand percent trust to like leave your your child with this this little human that you love more than anything? Yeah. That to me is trust. If you can leave leave that guy with someone. Dude, how I, many people I, are there, there are very few people I would trust to leave my dog with. Okay. Let well, yeah, I know. Th- I know that you love your dog too. People yeah. might think like, yeah. You know. Let no, my dog. Yeah, my dog is like my second kid. But yeah, no, they're and kind of on one hand. I would think easily. Yeah. Other yeah. than family, I don't have any. Eh, I guess I might have one, maybe two friends that I still talk to that I would trust with my son. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting because a lot of people would. Like, like for for the sake of not hurting someone's feelings, they'd be like, oh, no, I would. Absolutely. It's like we got to be honest with ourselves here. Like we we have to. I think, you know, people people can can say things like that. And it's not something fucking mean, man. So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's a, how and it's not, There's nothing wrong with it either. Why? Why? You have to earn my trust. Right. right. I, it's not something that's just given. It's like that. And that's what people, you know, oh, they seem like a good person. Yeah. But you don't know what they do behind closed doors. There's something called sociopaths. Yeah, out there right. They're not going to seem show very likable. <laughs> yeah, like they're not going to show you all the dark shit they're doing, and and it's like God, you're fucking. I don't know. I have a tough time with that because there's people that just it's scary, man, because they blindly just get into these grooves and these groups, and it's like that cult mentality that I don't know. I can't. I couldn't do it. Is you you talk about it all the time? How bad it is up there, yep. like with the the cultiness, right? And you live in a small kind of it seems like a rural area, um, outside of a big city. It seems, but like. yeah, but it's a college town is right next door. So yeah, so you get a lot of the kids that are trying to stay like in cheap rent areas or whatever, and they're you know doing stuff like that. That's where I'm at. Essentially the same thing. Yep. And I see the same thing, but shit's more blue where you're at. It's more liberal, and out here it's. Uh, you know, in rural areas out here, I mean, there's white people using hard R's still. You know what I mean? There was a a joke. I forget. I think it was on American Dad or something where, you know, uh, the Arizona was trying to get rid of Martin Luther King Day. You know what I mean? Um, I obviously don't agree with that, but I mean, I think that that's healthy to have 50 different states, which are essentially countries, countries right? Yep. Essentially, if you look it up. Um, I think that that's healthy, man. Uh, you know, not to have necessarily like racist areas, but you've got these super, super blue areas, super red areas. It balances everything out. If you don't agree with the, you know, things that you're seeing in red states, get the hell out of there. It's not yeah. that hard. You know, same with blue states. I talked about this with Brandon, who, you know, spent some time in Hawaii with the Navy, and he was talking about how great 
liberal politics are and all this stuff. And he was in a very, very blue place there in Hawaii. That's super liberal. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just move there if you agree with that? Because like, you know, a lot of these places, a lot of these people rather come to red places because it's cheaper. And then they, you know, carry their policies and the things that they support over to these different areas. And it ends up fucking them up. And for the first time, we're blue now here. I don't really think that we are, but, you know, they say that we are. And why not live in a place that's blue like that? And he told me it was expensive as shit. And I was like, well, there you go. Like liberal policies make things expensive, man. There's some good and there's some bad with it. If you can't afford it, don't go there. And I think that that's also by design, dude, just to make these places expensive so that they can kind of form their cults and form all these different, um, you know, kind of societies that think a certain way. And then people aspire to move to these blue areas, yep. knowing it's, that they'll never be able to afford it. It's the inclusion by exclusion. You know, they're they're bringing people in and, and because you, you're in, in the small club. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, the the idea of like uh, country clubs and stuff, it's similar, right? Obviously, yeah, it's more benign than, you know, what we're talking about here. But yeah, having to pay for your friends, it's wild. Yeah. It's a weird concept. But dude, you were talking about hard R and all I could think of was the soft R, which is retard. And have uh, you seen this? This this comedian has a, uh, a sign language interpreter at his show doing his uh uh, interpretation. Watch this. This shit's hilarious. So distracted. This is the first show I've ever done with an interpreter. This is fucking cool right now. Well, I'm trying to learn shit. Retard. 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 Democrat. Democrat. This is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's you. Democrat. Democrat. Retard. Retard. Democrat. Dude, you gotta be kidding me! Wow. Are you kidding me? I did not set this up, Democrat! Democrat! This the same thing! <laughs> I quit! Mommy, so, good night! I left! That's oh. hilarious. Okay, what are you expecting this? <laughs> you can tell he didn't even I hate plan. to tell you this, sweetheart, you just got canceled. Uh, <laughs> game over for you. Are you a comedian? Didn't think so. Retard. Retard. Joe Biden. Same thing. Same thing. Do this. Do this. Next time I see Joe Biden, I'm doing this. He won't know. He'll be asleep. He won't fucking know. Oh, dude. I was like, you you can't make that up. The so, so sign language for retard and Democrat is awfully close. Yeah, it, it sounds like retard is this pointing to your head and going down, and then Democrat is like taking your three fingers, like a with circle, finger yeah, up. with a finger up. Yeah, it's like literally just a, a flick of the wrist is what makes the difference. <laughs> That's nuts, dude. I, I wish he would have said Republican because one if Republicans just the other hand, you know what I mean? It's the left hand doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be <laughs> hilarious. Or it should be. It should be at least. But yeah, man, that is. Uh, I love using the word retard, and another one. That South Park episode on motorcycle riders, the F word. Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff. And Absolutely. <laughs> and there's a difference between the F word and the F word. Right. Right. And that's what they're explaining. It's like, dude, I'm not calling you that. I'm calling you that. Like, it's it's what you're being. Stop being that. 
have we played that clip on here? I don't know if we played that one. We've played a I lot wanna, of South Park. We might as well. I want to see if I can find the one where he's trying to, ex- like the kids are trying to explain it to the court because they're getting, you know, fined for using that word. And um, it's just so funny, man, because like even the judges are like, this is making insanely good sense to me right now. Okay, <laughs> I think this is it. Yeah, let's see here. I'm going to make sure that we don't get any dumb ads. Let's see. Let's see. Um. Okay, yeah, this is like a whole uh, kind of montage of the highlights of the episode. All right. So here we go. It just keeps changing its meaning. What's it got to do with us? We are really trying to understand this. How is it that you boys think referring to gay people as fags in today's world is acceptable? Because we're not referring to gay people. You can be gay and not be a fag. Yeah, a lot of fags aren't gay. I happen to be gay, boys. Do you think I'm a fag? Do you ride a big, loud Harley and go up and down the streets ruining everyone's nice time? No. Then you're not a fag. So what if a guy is gay and rides a Harley? Then he's a gay fag. I mean, is this really this hard? (laughs) I don't know. This is fucking ridiculous. All right, look, you're driving in your car, okay? And you're waiting to make a left at a traffic signal. The light turns yellow, should be your turn to go, but the traffic coming at you just keeps coming. And even when the light turns red, a guy in a BMW runs the red light so you can't make your left turn. What goes through your mind? Fag. (laughs) Right! But you're not thinking, oh, he's a homosexual. You're thinking, oh, he's an inconsiderate douchebag like a Harley rider. This, this is making insanely good sense to me. All right, how about this? What would you call a straight man who doesn't own a Harley, but likes them and might buy one someday? You call him Bike Curious. <clears throat> bike cu- Bike Curious. Don't you people keep up with today's lingo at all? <laughs> <laughs> bike Curious. Little I Bike love- Curious. Dude, yeah, it's, I mean, they are, the motorcycle people are a problem, and I love motorcycles, but yeah, dude, it's, uh, there's a dude that lives here, and every morning at, like, four, he hires, he hi- fires up this piece of shit motorcycle, and it's so loud, dude. Like, you'd think that this dude wouldn't be able to get away with that, but he just does it every single day. Well, and the best is then they play music even louder to drown out the exhaust and it's like fuck dude yeah to hear it over it it's like why don't you just like i thought that the whole thing with riding a motorcycle was the wind and being in nature and all this i was next to a guy the other what was it yeah yesterday at at a light a a bike and he his music was so loud my windows were shaking i'm like (laughs) you gotta be shitting me man i mean you wonder like how like it's crazy that like it seems like all of those people are like just hardcore alcoholics too (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean and you know i like drinking it's like i bet yeah. you they drink like a, an obscene amount even for me from like dude you gotta cut back yeah you never i don't know i didn't even think about that side of it it's like yeah probably like anytime that they're not riding their motorcycles they're probably just chugging well course light maybe bud light since they're fags you never know <laughs> yes it's they are fags <laughs> oh man we're, we, we went full circle dude i'm looking right here on above top secret do you ever go to that website every now and then yeah i'm a fan dude they got all kinds of good uh news topics on here 
and it's just flooded with Israel Palestine stuff as you would imagine just yeah. absolutely flooded it's usually a good fun site to kind of go and get your mind off stuff but I mean even here it's just like straight up Israel Palestine everywhere is it's it's the it's they're gonna drown us in it well well while you're doing that here check this out do you see this fucking another goddamn kangaroo He's got this guy's dog. Oh, dude. He's trying to drown it. Shane Gillis has been on the kangaroos. Hilarious, too. It's not playing. Uh-oh. Oh, my country is f***ing hitting. Look at my dog. <laughs> jacked and it drilled him and sent him under. Look at the thing just stand there. <laughs> Who looks like a human? Looks so buff. <laughs> All these people, dude. Yeah, that thing is legitimately jacked. I mean, look at that thing. It's got biceps. And then it goes after the cameraman. I guess the dude is a cop and uh, a Brazilian jiu jitsu practitioner so didn't seem to help there yeah man i say it all the time i don't think jujitsu is worth a shit i the kid competitions are nuts though i saw some high level kids doing jujitsu and it was really cool dude like these kids were flying all over the place doing their shit but i mean you look at it in the ufc man if you're a solid jujitsu practitioner it's not really getting you anywhere anymore like these guys everyone has a jujitsu base it's the most popular martial arts Similar to how karate was, you know what I mean? So everyone can do that shit now. It seems like uh, wrestling's the base everybody wants to have now. You need to be a wrestler, man. If I had a kid, I would have him in wrestling when he's like six months old. Like I'm throwing that kid in wrestling and just making him learn how to do that because it's useful, man. Knowing how to get it to the ground instead of, you know, doing the butt scooting and Imanari rolls and shit. Yep. But um, do you think you could take on a kangaroo? Hell no. No. I think I could I could hit it, but I don't think it's going to do anything. You see how jack that thing was? Yeah, you're not going to knock out any animal, I don't think, unless you could like crush it like a rat or something, yeah. you know, or a, or a raccoon. Like, I don't think I mean, if you can cave their head in, but you could also yeah. probably do that, too. But you're not going to be able to just like jab a raccoon and knock it out. No fucking way. Those things. No, no, no. You'd have to put you, you could probably knock it out with a good boot to the head, though. I don't think so, man. I think you'd have to crush its head. I think that animals are just built different, dude. Like my dad, um, there it's a real long, messed up story. My dad was completely in the right, but he basically had to punch a dog over and over again to try and get it to stop from attacking another dog. And my dad hits hard. Like he's been in fights his whole life and he might be lying about some of it, but he was telling me that like he's never had to hit anyone more than once. Like, you know, he's, he kind of taught me a little bit about like fighting and stuff when I was younger and taught me like technique and all this stuff. And he's never had to hit anyone more than once. It's like just kind of a thing with him, my cousin, my uncle. Um, He had to hit this dog, dude, 20, 30 times. And like he broke the shit out of his hand. Dog was fine. It looked like the dog was just fine. And it was a pit bull, right? So they're, you know, stronger. But um animals are built different dude like these things i don't think that it's possible to knock out a freaking dog a cat even like you have to literally kill them i think to get them to stop unless like if they're intent on hurting you 
Yeah, dude. And uh, my shepherd's head is so hard. Like when she accidentally or she comes up and she flicks you and you're not paying, you know, and gets you on the side of the face. Dude, it hurts, man. She gets in the cheekbone. She'll give you a black eye just with her nose flicking you. So, yeah, I, animals are different. And and then you think about it, too. When they get in that state and they start seeing red, forget about it. Now, now yeah. you're dealing with like somebody on PCP. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a whole nother level you're dealing with at that point. And that's why it's it's animals, man. People underestimate animals. Because we've fucking humanized them in cartoons right. and shit. And and they see them in zoos. Well, dude, people talk about like deers, man. Like because of Bambi, how cute Bambi is. Yeah. A deer will fuck you up. Oh, if do you, you get, get kicked by a deer? a deer? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, dude. I run when I jog, I run with my gun. I have a fanny pack and I have my gun in there, dude. Yep. Um, there's not one racked in the chamber or anything, but I figure like hopefully, because there's been mountain lions seen around here. I'm hoping I could hear it. And like throw my speaker at it just to distract it for two seconds so I can rack one in and fucking because you're not going to be able to do anything against a mountain lion, a freaking coyote. Nope. Like any of these things, man. It's wild. So, yeah, it's kind of scary running out here in the desert like that. But dude, I saw a bobcat probably about two months ago. I was down at my sister's place and I was walking the pup and we were in the woods and it was like a fork in the trail. And one one stayed on the low ground and one was up on the high ground. And we went low ground. And as we got like probably 20 yards in, we saw up on the high ground, there's a bobcat just sitting up there staring at us. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, if that thing charges at us, man, you better do your job, girl. Otherwise, I'm done because I don't think there's much I could have done against that thing. And it wasn't even like a huge bobcat. But yeah. you look at their claws and the teeth and you're like, Pfft. Dude, I'm a fucking balloon, you know, like I'm, I'm a <laughs> flesh. They just shred me. Yeah. Well, think about a house cat, right? Yeah, a, that's what a, I'm saying. Domesticated tiny house claws, cat. Yeah. Domesticated house cat. Try to try to wash a cat. Give a cat a bath. A house cat. That's your cat. It's going to fuck you up. Or just try and, things, try, or try and pick up a neighbor's cat. Yeah. Right? Good luck with <laughs> yeah, that. You could try to be nice to it. But these things, if they want to fight you, dude, like it's scary, man, to think that uh, like one of those things could probably like fuck up your dog, you, me and my three dogs. If we were all there trying to gang up on this thing, they would probably kill all of us if it wanted to. Yeah, especially if they're feeling threatened. Fuck that. We stand no chance. Yeah, dude. It's wild. I, I don't know if you watch that Nature is Metal channel or check yes. it out ever. Love it's, it. It's wild, man. It's just absolutely nuts what these animals do. And it's it's kind of sad sometimes, but at the same time, it's just like, damn, you get like a respect for nature. A little yeah, bit. it's vicious. It do, it's kill or be killed, basically. You know, and when it boils down to it, it's survival. That's all we're trying to do here. We live in these, you know, it's essentially a gated safe community because all the predators for the most part have been taken out. You know, like you said, if you go out in nature, then you have to worry about them. But in your backyard, you really don't. Have, I mean, you have snakes and stuff, but I mean, even black bears out here, I don't have to worry about them. They're not going to kill me. It's not like a, a mountain lion or, a you know, something that's real dangerous. It's not a grizzly bear. They're not looking to hunt humans. But, man, I can't imagine, like, even in the 1800s when this shit was wild. I mean, you hear the stories about war, what was it? World war one, where they had to have a fucking peace treaty yeah. between Russia and Germany. They had to f stop fighting each other 
so they could fucking fight the wolves because the wolves were just killing people left and right. Yeah, man. It's yeah, crazy. wolves are different than coyotes, too. Those are freaking scary, man. Giant freaking dogs. Dude, no I, I, we went camping once and we got surrounded by a pack of wolves and it was the scariest shit ever. And we're in, a, we're in like a fucking camper, you know? So it, it's not like they're going to come in and, you know, it's not. A you guys are feeling like they're going to flip the trailer or something? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but you're listening to them and you hear them get closer and the way they howl because it comes from all different directions, right? It's not like there's a, there was one of them coming straight at you. No, there's one on every corner and you're like, fuck, dude, I'm surrounded. There's no escape. They've got us surrounded. And you just listen to them get closer and closer and you're like, fuck, dude, I'm just, I'm prey at this point. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it, having a gun always is such a must i feel like in any situation like i like i love scary movies and i always think about how no scary movie could possibly be real if the victim just had a gun like literally if if there was any gun involved the scary movie doesn't even plan out yeah because i mean even even the slasher films they have fucking chainsaws and shit they're not getting close to you they're right. done it's game right. over yeah, it's funny, dude. There's this really great thing where uh, army vets review scary movies, and that's all they talk about. It's just like just shoot them. Yeah, like that, that's all that you got to do in any of these situations. But and then same thing with those like wolves and coyotes and things like that. If it happened out here, dude, like they they all would get shot. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. that they probably kind of evolved to know like where they can and can't do that kind of stuff. But yeah, dude, it's fucking animals man i like to go on that nature is metal and just be like i think i could take that thing you know what i mean yeah. like when they're talking when they're showing just to get like people like the engagement you know and people you know getting all pissed off saying like what an idiot yeah oh yeah look at this asshole like I, know. I, I love the people that are diehards on social media because they fucking crack me up like oh let me see if i have it here i wanted to i might have deleted it i call it thunder some- thumbs fucking yeah i deleted it it was uh it was no it was somebody like comment it sent me a dm talking about how i'm trying to avoid god at all costs and all this shit and i'm like dude you really took time out of your day to dm that at me because you didn't like one of my story posts like what the fuck man people are weird man and it's crazy that uh you know all kinds of people those same people would sit there and say that they you know, more people need to get their voices out there and more people need to, you know, share their opinions and we need to push back on the mainstream media narrative and all this stuff. And then they get offended by one single thing that you say and then all bets are off. It happens with me all the time. You know, I kind of say some crazy shit sometimes, but it's just like, why, why? It's like they want to like live vicariously through your words. And if, if they can agree with it, then you know you're good to go but if not fuck you it's all the same thing yeah dude you want to know something crazy check this out so i noticed the i i wasn't on instagram last weekend when all the shit really went down okay um in with israel and palestine but then all of a sudden i this person starts popping up in my feed right and they did they're new to instagram for the most part yeah and it's all israel and hamas shit it's all she posts and all and she's from israel apparently because anytime i posted anything about israel all of a sudden i got attacked by her and that's some Assad or cia shit 
Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. No, you know, just just started posting very little followers, doesn't follow many people. This is an interesting thing, really quick, not to interrupt you, but you got 6-9-99-3-11-3-3-1. Like you got over and over again, just the three, you know, six, nines. And then look down here, Rye. Weird. The 40. Yeah. Yep. That was the first thing that I saw. I don't know. What does that translation say there? If you click see translation on the post on the top there. There are no words. Okay. And yeah, the emojis crying uh, is a good touch. Yeah. Yeah, it shows it, how sad she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's a keeper. But yeah, it's it's weird how that shit happens. Like all of a sudden pops up out of nowhere. It's like, gee, that's very organic. The timing. It's like the six million episode getting taken down. It's like, gee, how, what what was the timing of that? Like it lasted for a year and a half. And now all of a sudden, three days after something pops off. Now we're going to tighten that grip on the censorship. Well, they probably want to go in and, and try to wipe the internet of all of the the anti yes anything they've uh, done wrong not even anti because what you were saying wasn't anti Israel or Jewish or anything it was just like uh, possible questions. yeah questioning and possible narrative flipping type thing yeah. I don't know man it's it's really strange that that they can't allow anything to get out there i'm a fan of like learning about propaganda and like what it's all about and psyops and all that stuff because it's interesting i love mind control like i love the the idea of being able to control people and making them feel like 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 what if we're all just making like we think we're making our own decisions we think that we have our own personalities but what if we don't you know what i mean what if this is all predetermined somehow i like that idea it's like kind of science fiction almost but not so science fiction there's documents to kind of support that theory um i don't know man I, it's one of my favorite topics to get into so i love that psyop shot oh it never ends either well yeah you're constantly seeing it like from all walks of life here right now exactly well that's why yeah and and you see this with i mentioned this in the open with good old christopher ray men- mentioning how our favorite psyop is back terrorism it disappeared during COVID and all that shit, and now it's back. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant, because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our community. I love that. Just, you know, spy on your neighbors. If you see anything you don't, you don't like, just tell us, we'll take care of it. We're looking out for you guys. Meanwhile, we have the fucking southern border open like a goddamn, you know, gates wide open saying, come on in. But it's our job to to keep everybody safe. I love how they do this shit. Yeah, the southern border stuff's really scary, man. There's, uh, you know, the whole, uh, obviously, uh, Pima County, the county I live in, uh, I'm really close to Pinal County as well. But Pima is the biggest county that shares the Mexican border. And I uh, had the opportunity to talk with a sheriff. Um, 
of Pima County when we were doing the earlier stages of the show because I happened to grow up with the the guy, uh, his kids, oh, and no been shit. to his house and all this stuff. So that probably means I'm connected to the fucking you know CIA or something at that point, right? Illuminati but, confirmed, my man. I know. So, but yeah, man, we had him on. He's a he's an interesting guy. He believes in COVID, of course. He plays plays the fucking game, right? But straight shooter, and he was just talking about you know this is a wild situation that we have that at this southern border under trump it was much more secure that's part of the plan but with what's going on now dude there is there is this is an invasion it's literally an invasion there's communities there's people that are getting cards and they're getting paid more than a good amount of lower class and middle class americans for just sitting on their ass and the other thing too right they're giving them lavish accommodations Hotels like, and shit. Some of these people are in high-end hotels in New York City and room service. Places. Yeah, Chicago, New York City. Like, and I know you guys played it on Cunt last week. The video, uh, the video of the guy taking a video outside of one of these places, and like five or six guys come out to give him shit about it. Like, you can't record here. He's like, I'm on the sidewalk. Get out of here. No, yeah. no, you can't record outside this building. And they're like, Why? It's a hotel. What's going on in there? And he's like, What's your name? And he's like none or don't have you know or nothing nothing doesn't matter and, and it's like dude what the fuck are they hiding yeah it's uh it's wild dude there's this one other clip that i was going to share here that we that we played again on uh on the episode but um it's fucking wild dude this is supposedly the biggest um like camp or something uh biggest like you you know third like my immigration center or something like that well and that's the other thing one of the and and one of the biggest problems they're having over in europe with this migration shit is these aren't people who are looking to assimilate right no these aren't people that are looking to come into your community and be part of the community for the most part these are people looking to come into your community and establish their community within your community and then eventually their community will grow to the point where they want to take over the community. I don't know, man. It's freaking scary. Um, I have this one, and then I, I could potentially play this one here uh, with this other guy, too, just to talk about what he thinks is going on. But, yeah, it's wild. This is a... Uh, We're in settlement in the United States. Here we go. Welcome to the largest illegal migrant settlement in the United States you've never heard of. Roughly 40 miles or 64 kilometers northeast of Houston, located in Liberty County, there is a mystery housing project that for some unknown reason no media covers except for extremely local ones called Colony Ridge, which many elected officials are now describing as one of the biggest internal national security issues in the country. But we can't have, we can't have entire cities of people of color illegally uh, with basic, basically no law enforcement. In some cases, I'm told no running water. Um, uh, it's a very dangerous place to be. Um, this is this is not what America was built on. Who would have thought? The population just two years ago was 22,000 people and now has exploded to anywhere from 55 to 75,000, mostly made up of illegal migrants. Colony Ridge is described as a landing ground for many that flood through the southern border to set up a temporary camp, but not everything about this place is as it seems. Indeed, multiple reports show that it's quickly becoming a str- Welcome to the largest- So it sucks that it's not the full clip, it seems like, but- the, huh. the idea of that, that there's potentially just third world little communities here in the U.S. is nuts. Well, that's that's along the same lines of 
us having terrorist training camps here back in the early 2000s, right? That idea was, that notion was like, oh no, that could never happen here. But in reality, we found out that there were, in fact, terrorist training camps here. Now, yeah, we, we know that CIA was funding them, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, one right here, literally, I mean, yeah. a 15 minute drive from where I'm at right now. Uh, Pinal Air Park, man. This is, uh, you know, Philip Marshall supposedly got killed over this. And it's a wild, wild story. And it's crazy that Catalyst fucking grew up in that dude's neighborhood, too. So, yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's a small freaking world. But at the same time, it's just like, what are the fucking odds, dude? That now, that's wild. the one where they found all the people. Then they just there was no traces of it afterwards. Right. It just kind of disappeared. Nothing was said of it after the with fact. the dead family. Yeah. So it was his wife was out of town. Uh, Philip Marshall wrote this book. Uh, the big no, 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 the terrorist camp. Oh, no, Pinal Air Park. It's it, it's been around since like World War II. It was an airplane graveyard or something. And um, yeah, supposedly they were like training these dudes how to do their taking off and like turning and stuff. They never taught them how to land, I guess. Right. Oh, I'm talking about something different. This was like a like a train like a jihadi type camp they had i think it might have been out in utah or something it was somewhere out west and they ended up busting it and it was in the news for like a day and then you never heard about it again i never even heard about that at all yeah it was uh it was i mean it was probably 20 years ago now it was right after you know the iraq invasion and afghanistan and all that shit but yeah well, yeah, it's scary, dude. I, I talk about how I feel like um, and and I, I, I'm fully willing to admit that I might just be seeing this because I live here. But I think that Arizona and specifically Phoenix and Tucson are very important in this whole new world agenda. And obviously that whole uh, Pinal Air Park thing happened in between Tucson and Phoenix. But now we're training Ukrainian pilots here. Um, you can see, you know, and I mentioned this before, but you can see like uh, on mainstream media websites that we're literally training these people here man and and it's uh it's not air force it's some other base because we have davis monthan but then ghost told me what the air the uh base was it's like uh either coast guard or some shit i don't know what it is exactly but i i'm not comfortable with that shit man i don't want my tax dollars going to that you know what i mean so it's like they just don't care what we're what we're interested in or what we want at all no, they don't care, dude. Uh, I'm just trying. I'm trying to see if I can find this thing. It's crazy. That was my favorite thing that that dude said was, uh, "Fuck your taxes." Yes. Yeah. Well, the whole thing. He nails all of it, right? I mean, it's it's so. True. Oh yeah, he doesn't miss. They want to send our sons and daughters overseas to die for bankers, and you know, like that's that's one of the I think blessings of the last five years is the whole war machine has been exposed. You know, the, the enrollments down in the, in the military, they can't recruit like they used to. I think people are seeing it for what it is and they don't, you know, if it was for to defend the country or to support the country, yes, but not to be world police. I don't think that's what a lot of these people want to sign up for. Like they don't want to go to Africa and, you know, just go fight terror cells for no reason for something that's not going to impact us. 
you know, well, the culture around the military's changed too, man. Like it used to be like, it used to be cool that these dudes would go in there and overpower weaker militaries and fuck them up. Like that used to be cool. I remember being a kid and you know, the whole reason these freaking cards, you know, these, uh, yeah. desert storm cards and shit man like the reason that these kinds of things exist is because it was cool to just go in and carpet bomb people that had no idea what was going on and why they were being bombed we're we, spreading we democracy were told, yeah we were told that that was cool and now that the internet's a thing we realize like hey maybe we shouldn't just go in and just bomb the shit out of people man and it blows my mind how many people that are so anti-war and act like they're super lovey-dovey liberals and all this stuff, how much they support uh, Obama, dude. Yeah. All the bombs that he dropped, man. I mean, this is no secret, obviously, but it's just nuts, dude. Like every single day, multiple bombs. I think it was something crazy, like every three minutes. Over 26,000 bombs he dropped. That's insane. Over four years. I don't know what that math adds up to, but it's several hundred a day. 500. Uh, a year 6,500 a year so I mean shit dozens or scores at least a day yeah and and here's the thing that drives me nuts about all this right because these these uh terrorist strikes like that's what these drone attacks were they killed all civilians you know most of them it was like 98 percent civilian casualties on these drone strikes and then you go to Russia Ukraine when Russia bombs civilians it's an outrage right it's all over it was all over the news now israel's gonna flatten gaza which is civilian and those same people that were against russia are now for israel doing it and it's like the mental gymnastics that these people have to do to be able to stand their ground and hold it it's it's why i think the whole left right paradigm is dying because i I hope so it's too inclusive, you know, it's like you have like the, there's no one there's no, you know, you can't have two groups and break it down where everyone has to agree on everything in those groups. It's impossible. It just doesn't work that way. You have to have some flexibility there. And with the way politics is now and it is so cut and dry, it's it is so along um agenda lines. I'm not even going to say party lines because the parties don't really matter. They're just more puppets. But the agenda lines, and that's where we get into it now. It's like that's what you have to worry about is who controls these politicians, right? And one of the things that's really crazy about this whole scenario is how many U.S. politicians have dual Israeli citizenship. Yeah, quite a few, right? I don't know the number, but it's it's a lot of the cabinet and a lot of the you know representatives, whether it's House or Senate, but. A lot of pop culture figures, too. I know, uh, you know, famously, Natalie Portman's one. Um, she's not very relevant anymore, but, you know, there's got to be several, right? Um, th- it's, it's, it is interesting to think, man, like, what's going to come of this? Do you think, and I, I know your answer, but, like, uh, maybe, like, a discussion about it or something, but, like, do you think that World War Three or some kind of fake World War Three is going to kick off from this? I think we're real close because even even I even heard Trump talking about, you know, we're on the cusp of it. And when you got him pushing it, it's like, man, it seems like they're trying to get everybody on board for this thing. Because uh, let me did you see? Hold on. Let me let me show you this. This video is like the craziest shit. I don't even know how they let this stuff happen anymore. Is that but, Bob? 
Yeah, I thought that way at first too. I'm like, is this moral, Bob? <laughs> but check this out. Politicians doing Israeli soldier cosplay now. Just so you know, that's where we're at with this. If you saw this image, you might think, oh, this is a spokesman for the Israeli Defense Force talking to reporters at some building in maybe Tel Aviv or Jerusalem, right? Like, that's what you would think. No, this is a sitting United States congressman representing the state of fucking Florida standing in the United States Capitol talking to American reporters with U.S. Capitol Police behind him. This is the halls of Congress right here. That is Congress. This man is being paid 175000 United States dollars a year to represent United States in Congress, and he is wearing an Israeli uniform. He is a... What the fuck is happening right now? Like, this dude... I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. This is Brian Mast, by the way. He's a congressman from Florida. I don't, I'm so fucking confused because the day before this, this was from yesterday, the day before that, a United States senator was just indicted for acting as an unregistered foreign agent of the nation of Egypt, which is next to Israel, which is one of the three issues we got happening with the Israeli Gaza Egypt crisis. Yeah. So, yeah, this motherfucker, like, he's just wearing an Israeli uniform in Congress to show his support. Like, that's what we've come to now. Makes you wonder about the uh, dress code change, right? Yeah. Right? Like, what's to say someone can't wear a Nazi uniform there? Right? That's where we're going well, with this. See. And I, I that, that was my biggest thing when I brought this up initially was there's going to be people to fuck with this. And again, it's just another distraction because in the end, who gives a shit what they wear? But you're going to get to that point where they start pushing the extremes. And I think you're going to see somebody show up, you know, with a fucking armband or something or something crazy. You know, I think I I think before you see that, you're going to see like the gay Gay flags. Yeah. Trans flag, all that shit. But I, I don't think we're far off from it. Yeah, it's really interesting, man. You were talking earlier about, um, you know, the two parties or whatever. Um, you know, the the big Republican donors also helped start the Libertarian Party, right? The Koch brothers. Yep. And then now you have also like all the division seems to be coming from the right. You've got, you know, at first it was right, left. Now it's right, left. And, you know, get fucked like libertarians just like get out of here libertarian politics we can control our own stuff so now you've got the left versus the right and the get fucked people get fucked people on the right aren't gonna get along on everything now with the right you've got the MAGA people and the old school republicans so you've got the MAGA, the old school republicans the old school right and the get fucked people they're not gonna get along but you still got the left the left is staying solid there's a little bit of splintering with like the AOC and this new age thing. And then there's like the, you know, classic Democrats, like the Bidens of the world and stuff. But, you know, they're still proud of their Biden, dude. You know, there's AOC will still say that Biden is better than any other candidate that we could have had other than Bernie Sanders. Right. And Bernie Sanders was a joke the whole time. I don't think he was ever even possibly entertained as being a serious candidate on, yeah. on their side. But, you know, the one thing that they're good at doing and, you know, tyrannical people are good at doing this. They're good at sticking together, man. They're good at at watching each other's backs 
and making sure that their agendas keep pushing through while the right at the top is getting kind of divided. That's why I see it. Yeah, I could I could see that. I think I think they're both getting divided. I see division on the left too because you're starting to see the the far left and you know versus what you would consider like a traditional liberal. Like de- Democrats didn't support war. They these Democrats are all for war. Well, they always supported war. I think that was a big uh confusion for for a lot of people. The the liberals always loved war. In my opinion, like that's just what I see. Like, well, they the, were the main force of the the anti war movement, though, back in the day. But those were created by the CIA. You know what I mean? Like the the whole uh, it was engineered. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, that's the way the system's set up, right? the The right is the party of war. The left is the anti party of war. Okay, so what you're saying is like basically now the the rich are supporting war and the lower class are not supporting war. Correct. Versus right versus left. Okay, yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, which is good. Flipped. Instead of being party driven now, it's class driven. Yeah, like inverted, like instead of being like this, it like flipped 90 degrees. Yeah. So you've got, yeah. But I, and I think that that's why they try to push the civil war thing is because they don't want a revolution. I think that we're far too unorganized and too distracted to start any kind of revolution. But dude, that's the only thing that would fix this. That's the only thing. And I'm not trying to start it here. I'm just saying for, you know, the FBI agents listening. (laughs) It's just something that, I mean, man. I, I can't even see how like FBI agents and CIA assets and things like this. How are they going along with this, man? Because there's not room in the system for all you fucking idiots. You know, there's not room in there for hundreds of thousands of you. Remember so, what they did I, with the brown shirts, right? Yeah, they fucking killed them, right? They, they sold idiots. them out. Yep. So, yeah, man, it's just like you guys are fitting into a, an agenda and it blows my mind, man, you know. Obviously, uh, Ghost and I were talking about this, too. Brandon's really come a long way, and I feel like I've kind of changed my mind, too. Uh, it's hard to say that you've come a long way yourself, but I think that I my my mentality about these politics and this whole conspiracy world has come a long way because I was I used to believe everything, everything that was like against the mainstream media narrative. I was like all in on. And now I dissect it a little bit. Well, more. you know what you've done, and this is I think I'm in the same boat, is I used to invest my energy into it. Now I've withdrawn my energy from it and right. look at it from the perimeter, right? Like rather than it having it really in, be engaged in it, I'm observing it now and just kind of watching it because I, I see it as theater, right? I don't see it. I see it as a an act. It's a play. It's a movie. Yeah. And and I mean, like the, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, Brandon's doing the same thing and he was on the opposite side. Everything that the government said he'd believe. Yeah. Um, and when when we were younger, it used to not be like that. It was actually the opposite. So we've both like flip flopped on several things as you grow up and that happens as you grow up. But it's just interesting to see these people that are out there that are like the older version of Brandon that are just like, no matter what, the government's got our back. Yep. I can't for the life of me put myself in that position. I've tried. Well, that's that boomer generation, though, right? And they've had it so easy. They had the it boomers? so good. Yeah. I mean, everything. They just, they they got lived through the golden era. They well, got dude, all- yeah. The, sorry to jump in, but the, the boomers are the weak men making hard times. Yes, absolutely. That's what the boomers are. Without a doubt. The strong men were the World War II 
you know, the, the last great generation. great generation or whatever. Yep. And then you get the boomers, which is the weak, the docile. Entitled. Yeah. They're just apathetic almost. I mean, I just, I don't know. And they're very well programmed. They are a well-oiled machine when it comes to that. Have you seen, uh, I'm a big fan of Tim Dillon. And I don't know if you've seen his book that he wrote. No, um, I heard about it. I want to order this thing. Well, shit. Why can't I find a good picture of the title? The title's hilarious, but the the book is called Death by Boomers. Um, How the Worst Generation. What's that? That's right. Yeah. No, I forgot. I can't remember what podcast. He was on somebody's podcast and he was promoting the book uh, book and he was talking about how like the boomers that love their cruises and all that shit. Yeah. But the, the full title of the book is Death by Boomers, How the Worst Generation Destroyed the Planet. But first, a child, because his parents were boomers. But yeah, the the cover of the book is great. It's this fat dad pouring out wine into a glass, hiding it from the wife that's smoking in the house, doesn't give See, a that's shit. A, that's the 80s in a nutshell right there. I know, just watching the TV and like there's, you know, a, literally a house on fire across the street, kids smoking a bong right behind the parents and the parents don't even notice. It's I mean, it's funny, man. the The guy has really interesting observations, uh, for sure, and he's hilarious. But I don't know, man. Yeah, they're definitely the weak people that made the hard times. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can blame the boomers. That's what we'll do. It's we'll easy because they like to blame us, man. I think you're technically millennial, right? Or no? No, I'm Gen X. Isn't that millennial? No, it was millennials are like two thousands. No, that's the. Zillennials. It's very confusing. There's the Generation Z, the Generation Y, which is terrifying that it's called Generation Z, by the way. What comes after Z? Yeah, then but there's, that's the Millennials after that. No, the Millennials are my age and actually Kim's age. She was born in 81. I'm born in 91. Zillennials or Zoomers are like my sister, who's 19 right now, born in 2004, I believe. Millennials also. Oh, it's Gen Y. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was confused. I thought, oh, yeah. Which is mid 90s to 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Millennials. That's, but from like, from what I've read, it's 81 is the first year where millennials start. <clears throat> and then Zoomer. 96. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then uh, do you see Zillennial or Zoomer on there? Cause that would be this current generation. And then I don't know if someone was born today, they probably called something else at this point. They have. Okay. So it goes silent generation, which is the, the last great one. Then you have the boomers. Then you have Gen X. Then you have the millennials. Then you have Gen Z and then they have it as Gen Alpha. Oh God. Well, so it's interesting because in the millennials, there's the Y generation too. And the reason that they called them the Y generation was because they were so curious. Like, and that's when you get all this weird, like you get the social media creation. Yeah. You get the people wondering, uh, asking more questions and shit like that. So they call it the Y generation. I well, thought I'm it was right on the cusp because that's 81. I was 78. So I'm right in between. You're technically kind of a millennial. I mean, you yeah. seem to you kind of fit in line more, but they try to blame millennials on all the problems. It's like, dude, we, we grew up in, I mean, not to fucking stroke our own egos here, but we grew up in a hard time, dude. Like it's a strange freaking world that we're living in right now. Well, and that's and the last generation pre cell phone, pre internet. 
So, and that makes a huge difference because I think, you know, it's a different lifestyle now with the internet and with cell phones and everything. These, it's a different, the kids are different now. Well, we're the first generation in American history to grow up poorer than our parents. And the thing is, I, I misspoke. Kids aren't different. Kids are raised different because the kids are the same. You know, <laughs> kids sure, sure. Kids. yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. it's how they're raised. Yeah, well, the because the boomers are raising kids, and now those people that were raised by the boomers, and all boomers aren't bad, dude. My parents are boomers. I think that. I mean, I look up to both of them, but as a whole, you know, kind of a rough generation to, you know, teach kids how to raise kids. You know, so now, you know, there's a lot of people that didn't really get good guidance that are trying to fucking figure it out themselves and they don't know where to start. So, well, and they were the real first big um, uh, consumer generation. Right. Was that was that boomers? They, right. they really kicked off the white picket fence, American dream, all that bullshit with, you know, the keeping up with the Jones and all that yeah, stuff is, is where they come off from. the T to the moon. Well, I mean, the economy was raging, dude. Reaganomics was meant to destroy in the long term, destroy the freaking economy. Like, that's what it was. So, well, that's why we got to the point. What was it in 99 where we could have erased our debt within a decade? And and they wouldn't have it. And then what happens two years later? We go into 20 trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, man. So. And the only one it was bad for was the bankers is if we get out of debt and they were saying, oh, well, then we won't have we won't be able to, you know, sell all the notes that we have, the bank notes and everything. And I'd much rather not be in debt than worry about the value of our bank notes to Japan and China. Fuck them. Yeah, I did. I mean, we we're we're kind of effed, you know, but we can make the best of it. We can still get some things going and yeah, enjoy life. Before we get out of here, uh, have you seen the movie Strays? The dog one? Yeah. No. Dude, highly recommend it. I it's made not the- sad? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I'm, I'm with you. I, any any dog abuse or anything like, I mean, they're like the guy treats his dog like shit a little bit, but that sets up the whole premise of the movie. Okay. Um, but there's no like, you know dog torture or like bleeding animals or anything like it's actually it's or like it doesn't show a dog dying no no okay i'm not yeah i can't watch i am legend because of that one scene yeah no that shepherd yeah that kills me man no i can't do that stuff okay but it's it's fucking hilarious i made the mistake though because my son my my son coaxed me into it he's like oh yeah i've I've watched it before because apparently his buddies (laughs) at school joke around about it dude i get into it and these dogs are dropping f-bombs left and right like talking about uh, like <laughs> eating each other out and all this shit and like humping and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And my kids are sitting there dying laughing. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. I'm like, have you watched this before? He's like, uh, I think so. I'm like, do you watch it with your mom? He's like, I don't know. No, no. I'm like, then where'd you watch it? If you didn't watch it with your mom, you didn't watch it. He's so he conned me. He got your ass. It. And it it was funny though, man. It was very adult humor. I do not recommend it for children. Um, yeah, I I don't think he probably should have watched. It. I mean, but he's got an adult sense of humor anyway. So, well, that's you know, I was going to ask you that. Do you do you like? How do you feel about like your kid watching all kinds of shit? Not obviously not like adult con like OnlyFans stuff. Yeah, we like- don't do. I don't do violence with him, but I let him uh, indulge in adult comedy. 
Okay, so you don't like him seeing like uh, stabbing and killing and shooting. No, and stuff? we don't watch like violent. I don't watch any violent movies. Period. I, I'm not into it. Like, like John I, Wick. You wouldn't let him watch nope. John Wick. I've never watched a John Wick just for the simple fact. I just I, I'm not into the killing movies. Like, it's very liberal of you. I, I must well, say. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm just that happened like the last couple years. Like any like heavy violent movies. Like I get, no, I get I lose it. interest right away. Well, they don't do that shit in like uh, France and other countries where they like, they'll show titties and like even I think dick in movies, but they right. don't show like murders, which is yeah. interesting because now we're kind of desensitized over here to murder. Um, but a kid can't see a boob. Um, dude, yeah, I used to think that how you made kids when I was a child, I used to think that you rubbed a man rubbed his belly on a woman's belly. And that's how a child was it's created like this. Right. Creating Just that rubbing. Yeah. I thought that's all that it was because I'd seen sex scenes as a child. Yep. Um, and you know, obviously in movies they don't show the P in the VG. So I'm like, these two are rubbing bellies, and that's how you make <laughs> a kid. So that's I mean, up until dude. I was like 17, I thought, no, I'm just kidding. You imagine, dude, like in high school, you, think <laughs> you could take a girl out on a date and you start you, you start rubbing bellies. No, man. Yeah. I, like I was probably like six or seven before I realized like there's more going on there. Dude, but you could be onto something with the way we are going. Eventually, you could probably mate via belly button hole. Sure. At this rate, with all the castration and mutilation that's going on, they're going to have to come up with some way, alternative way to uh, breed. Or just uh, there's an app and you pay, you know, a thousand dollars and a baby gets airdropped in your stomach or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see that happening. I could uh, uh, like the old stork, that old myth. Yeah. That you tell us when we were fucking kids. That's that's the, the name of the app. Stork stork. There you go. Um, Created by Matt T. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I have it here. Uh, I don't see it. Hey, uh no i don't see it fuck i got this football game on in the background are you watching football ever do you do you get into it i know it's a distraction Not the nfl um i rarely because i watch i watch a lot of college football my son on saturdays so by sunday i'm shot with football i hear you i love pro football man i know it's fake and all that shit but it's fun oh yeah here it is here we go okay so we had remember a couple weeks ago we uh did the wikipedia search on cream pie yeah well i I, it keeps like we were talking about before with the waves i've had like three or four videos now about cream pies since then that have come across my feed this one's hilarious i don't know what a cream pie is oh let's all watch you google it Oh, it's just coming up with the story about that woman in the Northern Territory that got hit in the face with the crane. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it into Urban Dictionary. It says cream pie, a food. Oh, that looks yummy. I love cream pie. <laughs> oh. oh. Did I put it in a sentence? <laughs> he came inside me so much it felt like it was drooling out the perfect cream pie. <laughs> I thought like that you played this on here, said. but Kim showed this to me before. I was oh. like, I think he played this last week, but yeah, dude, Kim I, showed me. I was gonna play it last week just to ride the cream pie wave, but oh man, dude, I saw when I saw her face, I'm just like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, because it is shocking, man. There's some wild, you know, there's some really fun names. I think it's a, I think it's hilarious, dude. Like, in there's a scene from Forty Year Old Virgin 
where the Arab guy, old Arab guy is talking about all these different things. Dirty Sanchez, yep. which was new. Um, the alligator fuck house, all these different things. And I looked every single one of them up on an urban dictionary as a kid and then just went down a rabbit hole. It's probably one of my <laughs> first conspiracies that I and dude just fascinated with the names. And it's like, would people do that? And then now as a 32 year old, I'm realizing, yes, everything that you can possibly think in your mind has been done yes. multiple times. Oh, absolutely. Willingly and, and unwillingly, unfortunately. But and things you can't even think of or wouldn't even think of because you're not that twisted. Yeah. yeah yeah man the, I'm with uh, you, dude. i used to think that like a lot of that fucking like weird porn and shit was just ah that's just weird shit nope that's more common than you think well the fetishing is is an yeah. interesting thing man i mean i've known some people that that did that uh as like a gig and it's very very interesting basically anything that you can say as a verb any verb out there is a fetish uh well, people are sexually turned on by vacuuming yeah, I was listening to the Bad Friends podcast with Bobby Lee and uh, what's his name? Santino. Yeah, Santino. And they were talking about how one of their guys that runs their show ordered a, a hooker and he he wanted her to be able to lactate. He paid an extra hundred bucks so he could get squirted on by her, her breast milk. And it's like, dude, people are into weird shit. He's like, and they were busting his balls. So like, dude, just regular sex isn't good enough for you anymore. You got to have something else. And he's like, yep, doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Damn, man. That's some wild shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, he's probably not having a lot of sex. It's probably just, you know, seeing so much and uh, the effect on the brain. Because, yeah, you can watch some wild porn for free. That's what I'm saying. Um, you get you get so numb from the porn that when it comes to the real thing, it's not even good enough anymore. It's like, wow, dude, that's twisted. Yeah. Weird, man. Yeah, the the world is getting wild. I will say that. Hey, that's Somebody how we started. Dangerous. That's how we're going to end it. I know we've ended on porn, I think, uh, two out of three uh, last episodes. Why not? Show's going to a dark place. Well, we Yeah, it's what the fans want. <laughs> Listeners want to hear about porn and cream pies. That's it. Maybe a little Bigfoot. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get out of here. What do you got going? Anything? No, same old stuff, man. I uh, mentioned it every time here. Sold out of the soap. I'm um, getting good feedback from it. Um, I want to send you a package of it, but we sold out of you know the paying paying customers. You're getting one uh, set for free, and we're actually going to get um, two more cents before christmas so i'll give you like the full new set um thinking of uh playing with some adrenochrome potentially Ooh. for a theme uh black cube things like this we're 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 playing with some ideas and uh some designs and stuff but yeah it's fun man people seem to like it and uh opening up the packages for some uh reason people enjoy seeing it like in front of them for the first time so it's fun man hopefully we can uh get to that squatch level without making products that last for two days like their soap does or kill people or the environment or any of that shit yeah man yeah we uh we try to uh you know it's made outside of here we don't make the shit but you know the people that do it it's a small business and you know we were able to sell it cheaper than they do because it's a wholesaler so enjoy it man but what about you what are you up to nothing man like i said and been doing this stuff and struggling with research lately i like i can get into stuff and i just can't finish it right now i just don't have that drive in me so i've been looking at alternate things to do um so but who knows i've been 
dude, I've been hooked on ORP lately. Their podcast has just been killing it and they're three hours. So like I, I break them up into a couple different segments and man, it, they've just been knocking it out with the, you know, it's a, and it's a lot of the stuff that people have done over and over again, you know, like this week they did weather manipulation, but I love, and, and you've said it before, the way they approach it with bringing the facts, but then bringing the scripture side of it too, which gives it a whole nother weighted aspect to it. Yeah. And I think they, I mean, those two guys just do such a good job over there, man. I, I love their show. And so if anybody is listening to this, go check out o- Operation Red Pill. Uh, Jason and Christopher are killing it over there. So every, yeah, every episode is good. Dude, I'm a subscriber to Tim Dillon's Patreon, your Patreon, Ghost Patreon, and their Patreon. Those are the ones that I subscribe to. And um, yeah, man, like I uh, I think that what they do is really interesting. And there are a couple really fun dudes to talk to, yes. man. Like we, we y- you ought to invite them on here so we can chat with them again. I know that they have to record on Sundays, so we'd have to do a, you know, special edition but they're fun man like they're every time i talk with them it's just like talking with like a couple of like excited kids you know what i mean like they look at things realistically but they have so much fun with it and it's just like i don't know man it's a unique experience talking with those dudes man so yeah and when i say that it's like talking with kids it's not disrespectful it's just like fun no it's like when you were kids right like and you look forward to talking to people now it's like man there's some people i don't want to fucking talk to yeah dude a lot of people (laughs) i'm like man i'm gonna skip out you know what i mean but yeah dude like they're a enjoyable conversation for sure so yeah i i second that yeah absolutely if people aren't listening to them check them out definitely definitely all right brother it's been real as always stay strong question everything with Mr. Yuri Alexandrovich Besmianov. Mr. Besmianov was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. 
the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense, an economy. Uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. 
some of them when when they get disillusioned when they see that marxist lenin has come to power the, obviously they get offended they think that they will come to power that will never happen of course they will be lined up against the wall and shot but they may turn into the most bitter enemies of marxist leninists when they come to power and that's what happened in nicaragua you remember most of these uh, former marxist leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against sandinistas it happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karmal with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Mujibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second the disaster is coming closer and closer unlike myself you will have nowhere to defect to <laughs>